Well, whether you're single and struggling to stay content, involved in a confusing relationship and need some clarity, or you're trying to guard your heart and stay pure in the relationship that you're in, or you're even wondering how to navigate a path to marriage successfully, my guests on Your Story with Melinda are going to help us do just that. Today, we have Kristen Clark and Bethany Baird, authors of Love Defined, embracing God's vision for lasting love and satisfying relationships with me to talk all about being single, being married, how to build a Christ-centered love story that lasts. This show is going to inspire anybody in a relationship or not to focus on Christ to have a satisfying relationship. Kristen and Bethany, I love that you're here with me via Skype. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Hey, we're so excited to be here all the way from Texas. Woo! Awesome. I love that. And so proud of you guys for your second book, Love Defined, Embracing God's Vision for Lasting Love and Satisfying Relationships. Well done. Oh, thank you. So it was good. such a fun project to write on. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about love yeah. and romance as a woman, right? Like, it's a fun topic. I know. And I can't wait to, like, dig into this a little bit more. First of all, tell me your status because we're talking about love, married, relationship. Where are you guys at? So I'm married to my husband, Zach, and we got married in 2011. So we're coming on our seven-year anniversary, which is just crazy. But yeah, yeah, we are trying to build a marriage that lasts and do it God's way. And I am not married. I thought that I would be married a long time ago. So when Kristen got married, I was her maid of honor. And I'm like, my time will be any moment now. And then I'm 29. Like, how did this happen? But I actually am in a very serious relationship, anticipating engagement at any time now. So I'm very excited. But I wrote Love Defined while I was completely single. So it was really interesting because Kristen was married. I was single. So we were really able to bring that unique perspective and relate to the single women and the married women and kind of bring that Christ-centered perspective. And I love that because our girlfriends, my girlfriends are all on that stage. We're single, uh, divorced, remarried, Mm -hmm. married for the first time. So this is a really great topic that I know a lot of my girlfriends and guy friends will be able to really learn from us and relate. So let's get going right into it. Um, All right. All right. Let's talk first. I love how you start off that there's a biblical approach for true love. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't Hollywood. It's not fantasy. This is real. (laughs) This is reality. Mm Um, let's talk about that. What do you mean by biblical approach for a lasting relationship? Because we mm-hmm. all want that, right? Yeah. Well, what we see in society is not a biblical approach, right? It's this fairy tale mm-hmm. method. We call it the fairy tale facade of relationships just working out. You're going to meet your Prince Charming. You're going to sail off into the sunset and live happily ever after. And I think so many of us yeah. as women grow up with that sort of mentality. But what ends up happening is marriages aren't just automatically lasting. They're not vibrant. People aren't finding satisfaction like they expected. And so they're questioning like, what is going on? What's wrong? And so in our book, our passion is to say, you know what? God is the one who designed marriage. He's Mm -hmm. the one who created love. So he has a better way for this. Let's open up his word. Let's unpack what he says about love. And then let's do things his way. And by doing so, hopefully we'll experience the love that we're longing for. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And when you say his way, sort of to build that strong foundation, what would that mean? I mean, there's people all along the faith spectrum and journey yeah. going, what does that mean? I mean, I see my parents. Is that the model or, or you know, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah, so I think there are a lot of different ways to approach relationships. And 
I mean, I totally, even as a Christian, I turned to God's word, but when I went about relationships, it kind of was more towards Hollywood's method. And I kind of was thinking like, oh, of course, if he's nice and I'm nice, everything will just work out. And when I experienced my first heartbreak at 19, like really, I thought I was gonna marry this guy. And so I was devastated when it ended. And I thought, oh my goodness, relationships don't just work out. We need a wiser approach, a more intentional Mm -hmm. approach. And so the two of us went to God's word to see what does God actually say about love and romance and relationships? Because if he designed Mm -hmm. romance, he's got to have something to say. He's the creator of this. He's not embarrassed by it. He's not awkward about marriage and sex and all of these topics. Like, He has a plan. And so we went to his word and we realized, wow, there is a more Christ-centered, a more intentional way of going about relationships. And we actually break it down in Mm -hmm. our book, Love Defined, into five steps. And they're not really like, okay, do this, do this, do this, but it's more of a wisdom approach. So instead of doing what Hollywood so often encourages us to do, to like keep your eyes open, chase after that guy, we want you to first encourage on working on yourself, mm-hmm. becoming the right woman, work on mm-hmm. growing into the character that God has for you and making that your first step. Mm-hmm. Because if we're a mess, it's going to be hard to enter into a relationship and yeah. expect that to fit God. You know, what? I you love know? that. I, I tell women all the time because they're always like, oh, you know, how come I can't find a man? And why am I failing at this? And, yes. and a lot of times I've had to say, you know what, first of all, before we look at the problems with men or that you can't yes. you find them in a church or online dating isn't working, um, we need to look at ourselves. And I think that's yeah. big. It's like until you figure out this and you, yes. and yourself and relationship with God and who you are with Christ, everything else is just not going to work out. So yeah. I love that yeah. you say that first yeah. off. I really do. Yeah. Amazing. And so you, you have to start there. You can't go to the next step or else you think he's going to fix everything and he won't. So you have to start with focusing on your own character, Good. Yep. really work on that. And then the second step you want to go through and you actually want to seek wisdom. So instead of just trying to fly solo, like it's me and him, he's super hot. He's got muscles. Everything's going to be okay. No, stop. Seek some outside wisdom, you know, find an older godly woman. Maybe it's a couple in your church, just someone that's a little bit ahead of you in life. Stop and seek that wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then instead of concentrating on your feelings and your infatuation, even though those are good things, Mm -hmm. you want to actually concentrate on God's truth. Okay. What does he say are qualities we should look for in a relationship, in a marriage? How does he describe true love? Try to focus on those things and let those things surround your relationship rather than just your feelings. And then we encourage you, instead of looking to this man to completely (laughs) satisfy you and, Mm -hmm. you know, fulfill every longing in your heart, the first thing within that is you have to count on Christ to satisfy you. Even in marriage, I know like Kristen said, even in marriage, you have to count on Christ to satisfy you. And so that's kind of your blueprint. If the relationship ends, then you trust in God with your future and you go back to the beginning and you say, okay, what can I work on in myself? How can I grow from this experience? And so when you have an intentional wisdom-based approach Mm -hmm. like that, it doesn't matter if it's online dating, long distance, if you're older, younger, everyone can use kind of a method like this to help them navigate the relationship Mm -hmm. process. You know, I like that because that's actually a good point, especially for um, our single friends, Mm -hmm. right? Because I think we've created a culture where, you know, again, you complete me, I need to be with somebody. And and granted, on very, on very like practical things, I mean, people want companionship, they want to be with somebody, you know, uh, you know, people want to have children. So uh, those are important things. But I think what I've been seeing with my single friends is just this Mm -hmm. obsession that they're mm-hmm. not good enough. They're not enough. They're missing out. And I don't think that's true. 
Mm. Yeah. And one of the things, yeah, we talk about is especially be in singleness, you kind of have this idea and this mindset that until you get married, life does hasn't started. Right. Right. Yep. And so like while I'm single, I'm just waiting for my life to start. Yeah, but then the Bethany, mm-hmm. yeah, she really shared some great wisdom, just that, you know, life has started right now. God mm. has you in this season for a reason. And it can either be a horrible season for you, <laughs> or you can thrive in the season of singleness and actually use it for his glory and be really content. But the choice is really ours and where our heart's at in it. I love that. Now, I, let's talk about contentment because both of you were single. I was single. Yeah. And I know that there were spiritual disciplines and things you did personally to really focus on God and not that you were single or, or like losing out. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost right. like reframing from what people are like, you need to have this, but you sort of focused and said, no, actually, if we do these spiritual disciplines and we focus on Christ, you know, we can, we can be satisfied. Talk about that because I think that's yeah. so key and will encourage so many people mm-hmm. who are single today. Totally. Totally. So I'm 29. Like I said, I'm not married. Thought I would be married a long time ago. And so I had a lot of time to practice that contentment and singleness. Like, all right, God, I'm going to work on something else. We respond from the contentment and singleness one. Like, how about contentment in marriage, anything else? But no, he kept me here. And so I had a lot of time to practice and work on it. And I will tell you, during my mid-20s, I was really faced with the, the future of I could be single forever. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's no guarantee. And what am I going to make with my life? Am I going to just be depressed and down and discouraged and hate going to weddings because I just am <laughs> mad at the world? You know, seriously, am I going to like, totally. okay, at some, you know, am I so mad or am I going to choose a different path, a different, more Christ centered approach and actually thrive during this season. Mm-hmm. And so in our book, Love Defined, I actually wrote two entire chapters for single women. And I, my whole heart and goal is to help them to thrive during this season. And a verse that really stood out to me and continues to stand out to me is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it talks about trusting in the Lord with all your heart, not leaning on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledging Him, and He'll make your path straight. And so as a single woman, I had to really get down to it that a lot of my discontentment was coming from a heart that was not truly trusting in God. Mm -hmm. I was saying, God, you know, you're good to other people, and you're really helping those other girls, but for Mm -hmm. me, you're not really good for me. And that was just a lack of trust in God's character. Right. I would say, God, you've been faithful in the past, but you're not so faithful right now. And so I had to really realign my heart and say, God, please, every day, help me to trust you in this area. It doesn't mean I have to give up these desires, but I just have to entrust you That's with good. them. And so in the chapter, I break down, I actually turn the word trust into an acrostic and break down every single letter on how you can go about truly trusting God. Because I feel like if we as single women can get that part of our hearts right yeah. and really learn to trust him, then we'll be able to take those next steps. Then we'll be able to look outward and start searching Serving, focusing on others. And before we know it, we'll realize, wow, singleness isn't actually all that miserable as we think it really is. <laughs> right. I love that. That's really encouraging. Thank you. Because I think, again, and even within the context of marriage, that whole idea of focusing on God, because mm-hmm. even in a marriage, because, you know, I'm married and uh, every day I have to do that too. I yes. mean, I love Chris. <laughs> I do. Chris, I love you. But yes. there are times where there's some challenges and I realize that when it's when I focus on myself and my needs and selfishness, and I'm not focusing on God and, and loving in that place, things can yeah. go a little off. So I oh, want to talk mm-hmm. to uh, you guys now about marriage because you have what I love is that you're starting setting us up where you've got singleness you've got this biblical approach uh, but then you start talking about you know building a foundation how to do that and also qualities to look for for a future husband Mm -hmm. what I love about your process is you kind of start in these places and you kind of move us along 
Yeah, mm. to sort of parachute us down. But you're like, you know, there's there's some steps here because just to find love and get married, there's actually some things prior to that that you should do, like starting and setting up and building a strong foundation. Versus yeah, exactly. he's hot and we're in lust slash love and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Talk about mm-hmm. that because I think that's key because a lot of people just want to jump in and not do the yeah. hard work of the of pre. Yeah, and I think understanding God's definition of love is so key because in our culture, love is so often equated with feelings. So uh, if I feel like I like you, if I feel happy in this moment, I'm in love with you, right? Infatuation, Cupid hitting you with the arrow, and oh, love at first sight. Mm-hmm. And we really talk about it, unpack how that isn't actually the type of love that's going to create a lasting marriage, that's going to create a vibrant relationship. What we need is something more constant, something more firm and lasting. And so we really break down what is God's definition of love. And we really see it break down into these three words, these Greek words, phileo, agape, and eros. And each one of those has a different meaning. But the one that we really Mm -hmm. hone in on is the word agape. And it's used so many times throughout the Bible. And essentially what it means is self-sacrificing love. So it's a love that's a choice. You're saying, okay, I'm attracted to you. I'm interested in you. You have great qualities. We seem like we could be a great team, but am I willing to sacrifice and commit my life to you until death do us part? Am I willing to, you know, really serve you and love you as Christ has served and loved me? And that is such a different definition of love going into a marriage than what society is promoting because this sort of love, it lasts because you're choosing to make Mm -hmm. it last. You're choosing to work on it. When the feelings as they ebb and Mm -hmm. flow, like any relationship's going to have, you're not always on cloud nine that constant agape love is going to be your foundation Mm -hmm. i love that and in that qualities for a husband so this is really interesting because i don't think people are as mindful i mean i think there's this certain like three qualities like you know attraction and obviously (laughs) um you know things that we both enjoy together like commonalities but this is actually good because I don't think I've, I've really heard somebody really say, let me sit down and kind of do an inventory of some qualities and not to like limit that God can like blow your mind and have somebody right, completely yeah. different for you. Mm-hmm. But talk about that because I think that actually would be something um, yeah. encouraging and smart for us to do. Yeah. So as a single woman, I, you know, had – when I was younger, I kind of had my list and I was like, okay, maybe if he were taller, which is funny because the, the guy that I'm with now is not taller than me. I'm really tall. I'm like six one, and he's a little bit shorter, but I realized that there are some qualities that are so much more important than the things that we generally put at the top of our list. Right. And so having a lot of time to think about the qualities I've been looking for, I really narrowed it down to actually three things and I call it vision, passion, and purpose. Well, I like because that. If you, If you look for a man that has a vision, and I'm not talking about he has to have like his 50 year vision, he's a a pastor (laughs) and doing all these incredible, amazing things, but does he have a vision for why God has him on this earth? Like, you know, does he at least understand his basic purpose on earth? That's a great starting point. And then what about his passion? You know, if he's eating Cheetos and sitting on the couch and playing video games for 12 hours (laughs) of the day, you can know, like, that's probably not going to automatically change when you get married. Like, he's passionate about Cheetos and video games. Do you want to? spend the rest of your life with someone who is passionate about that, you know, so you really need to look, is he passionate about some of the things of God? Can you see that in his heart? Because that shows you deeper what's inside rather than just like, you know, kind of checking off a list. And then you look at his purpose, kind of how does he live his life? How does he spend his time? Does he understand that God put him on earth for such a time as this for a reason that's bigger than just kind of like enduring and just making the best of it? You know, does he understand that he's a Christian, that he's a Christ follower and does that impact his life? 
So I really have challenged myself and other single women to look and say, okay, does he have vision? Does he have passion? Does he have purpose? Even just in small ways, mm -hmm. how is he living those things I out? That. And that will give you a bigger picture for him mm -hmm. rather than just like, okay, he's got good muscles and he goes to church. Cause yeah. <laughs> just cause he goes to church doesn't mean anything. You know, no. you gotta dig deeper and look at his heart. I love this. Cause my think about my own life. So I always like dated tall guys. So I'm like under five foot. And they were usually English, Irish, big guys, six oh, five, weird. very jockey, um, mm -hmm. in professional work, um, and had a certain look, like green yeah. guys, dark hair. Uh, my husband, a hipster, I'm like, oh, skinny jeans. I'm like, what happened to like dockers and polo shirts, which is what I always was for. Little hipster, worship leader, and former pastor, which I never wanted because I'm in ministry. I do I do ministry myself. I'm surrounded yeah. every day by, by you know, I'm a TV web host. I, I, I speak. I do all of that. So I'm like, I don't yeah. want somebody in my world. And he's a pastor <laughs> and a worship leader. However, so when you break funny. it down to these things, vision, passion, and purpose, well, the vision and passion purpose for him is, is loving God, loving mm. others. Like that really is it. And I'm like, oh, that's in a sense what I do as a storyteller. That's my hope. Yeah. And then, you know, a worshiper, I, I worship God in the way, you know, that I deliver stories and whatnot. And, and Chris does that through music and everything. So then all of a sudden it made sense. Because I kind of said to God, are you kidding me? Like hipster dude to right. jockey guy. Like what happened? Yeah. And I feel that God just looked, looked down and laughed at me because oh, I was God. like, I know the deep parts of what is important to you. That mm -hmm. stuff, yes, but this is the deep stuff that's going to be lasting. And so mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's a good kind of barometer and like um, thing that every girl yeah. and guy can look through those three points. Yeah. Like do those line up. Right. Through. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, you're saying that you didn't want a guy in ministry. I actually always imagined I would marry someone like, oh, he's going to be like the next <laughs> Billy Graham or something. And so I'm like, just looking and waiting, like, Lord, bring him across the seas to me. You know, I'm here. I'm so amazing. I'm waiting. And then I just, I ended up with a really great friend who has such a passion for the Lord, mm -hmm. really loves him and wants to care for me and lead me and be a spiritual leader. But he's not in any formal ministry. And so I'm like, wait, is this him, God? And so it's hilarious. God works in such unique totally. and serious ways and so if we're willing to kind of get outside of our like expectations and look deeper we might end mm -hmm. up with someone that's really awesome but just doesn't fit the mold of what we always thought it would be it's amazing <laughs> as maybe you can give me some advice and encouragement i've been married almost two years mm -hmm. talk to me about this building a christ-centered love story I, I love that everybody loves the love story everybody wants their marriages to last Mm -hmm. So talk to me about some of the key things and takeaways, skills that we can do mm -hmm. um, because for some marriages, they're going through a hard time right now. Some are thriving and great. Some are really in, in tough situations. And I think we all need encouragement no matter where we are um, in our marriage. What would you guys say as far as some good encouragement to us? Yeah, well, in my own marriage with Zach, and we're still growing, we have so much to learn. But even just in the past seven years, for both of us, and this has been so helpful, just the reminder that God is ultimately in control and that he is for us, that he loves us, and he created us as women and men, like we've talked about already, to find our ultimate satisfaction in him alone. And so in marriages, it's so easy to zero in on the other person, like we said, <laughs> what they're not doing, what they're not yeah. giving you, how they're not meeting your expectations, and just to take a step back and say, Lord, 
Would you work on my heart? Would you help me to find satisfaction in you first and foremost? Would I in this marriage choose to be a Christ-like person, which is sacrificing, choosing to love the other person, whether they deserve it or not? Would you change my heart? Would you make me more like you in this marriage? And having that mindset, and I'm still working on that every day. It's a work of God in our hearts, but it really does change our perspective in the marriage, even if it's hard, even if the other person isn't changing, God can change us and our circumstances may be the same, but our hearts can find true contentment in the marriage. And then the other thing I would just encourage is really choosing to be a team in the marriage. I know it's so easy to become um, enemies almost (laughs) and to become competitors against each other. And Mm -hmm. that just puts a wedge between you. And so instead of always focusing on your differences or how you're not the same to really focus on the things you have in common, the things that you can encourage and praise in the other person and uplift them. And the more that you can focus on building up your marriage, building up that friendship, it'll become so much more unifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that because I feel that there is that, that, that I've seen marriages where they are against each other. Yeah. Yeah. There's competition, there's control and power constantly, mm-hmm. and it's not working, which makes yeah. a lot of sense because that would never work yeah, when you're exactly. against each other, right? So I think that's really good to say. And I think even just taking the pause, I mean, for me where, you know, I'm quite – extroverted and I like to get my point across and prove right that I'm right in all things from driving to everything um I had to really learn to just like stop myself sometimes and go what I'm going to say right now is that building up or is that going to tear down and it's hard for me because I don't like that I like to just sort of like say it out there oh yeah lob it out there and you know so that's a big thing I've had to say okay god Please help me, Holy Spirit. Um, keep my mouth shut or speak, and it's not easy. I know, I know. We're both very um, outgoing and extroverted. Even Are you? Maybe in a relation, a newer relationship, and not yeah. being married. As much as I knew that I would still be the same person in in a relationship as I was before, I had this deep hope that somehow I would be the one who would change. That maybe I would be more godly. And so, after a few minutes of my relationship with Bai, I was like, No, I'm not special. I'm still a sinner. And I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna have to work on this, or I'm gonna bring that into marriage, you know. And so, I love what both of y'all are saying because I think even for us single women working on that now and realizing like wow I need to focus so much more inward and really learn to control my tongue control my thoughts because that from what I'm hearing sounds like it impacts your marriage totally totally so what's what's your hope for this book love define embracing God's vision for lasting love and satisfying relationships who do you hope reads this what is your hope uh, for this and the words that you've penned and you know your thoughts and actual personal experiences in this what's your hope Yeah, our hope, you know, in a society where we are not seeing vibrant marriages, we're not seeing lasting relationships, we see this perfect picture in Hollywood and then behind the scenes, it's not working. And all of us have experienced the brokenness in one way or another, whether in our own marriages, whether in a parent's marriage, a family member's, we're seeing the brokenness and we're asking, is there a better way? And so our hope and prayer with love defined is that women would pick up this book in any season of life, but particularly single women, and they would uncover and discover God's beautiful vision for what it takes to have a lasting marriage that thrives for his glory. And so as they're reading, as they're learning, our passion is that we could have a generation of women who are different, who aren't following after Hollywood's method, who are following God's plan. And as a result, we're seeing these beautiful marriages happening, women who are content, who are passionate for the Lord and whose marriages really do reflect the gospel that God intended it to. Amazing. What are your favorite verses? Tell me your favorite verse 
that mm-hmm. you love, that encourages you uh, every day as you kind of go about the work that you do, your speaking, your writing, your relationships? Mm-hmm. What would you say is your favorite verse? Yeah, so for me, mine, I mentioned it before, but it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Mm-hmm. Again, I'll say it, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct Mm -hmm. your paths. And I've just learned no matter what season comes my way, now being in a relationship, I have to trust him for the next steps. You know, being an author, there's always decisions to make and opportunities. Should we do this? Should we not do this? And so really learning to trust the Lord and kind of live life more with open hands has been so freeing. And I realized I don't have to be in control. I don't have to do everything perfectly because ultimately I just have to trust God, work my hardest and know that he is going to carry me through. And so for me, Mm -hmm. that has been so comforting and I just memorize it. And I really do think about it on almost a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love, yeah, it's a common one, Proverbs 31, 30, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And in our society, our ministry, Girl Defined Ministries, is after this idea that God defines us, that it's not about physical beauty, it's not about trying to find our identity in a relationship, in a romance, in our successes. The true identity that we have is who God created us to be. And what he says is beautiful and valuable is ultimately a woman who loves him and who fears him and who wants to live her life for his glory. So that is something that we are passionate about that we can all get behind. You know, I love that because that's a whole reframing. I mean, I, I, you know, if you sit on Instagram too long, if you're on social, you can really get down down. and compare with everybody else's great life and then look at yourself and go, uh, I don't even compare. Look how horrible yeah. my life is. Yes. Um, right. In that, I just want to, because I think this is so important. How do you, and just as, as you know, your own personal experience, how do you not let that, the Hollywood, yeah. the Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, and all of that not get to you so that yeah. you understand who you are in Christ? Uh-huh. Well, you know, that's interesting that you asked that because there was a time where I remember standing in front of the mirror and my skin, you know, I'm in my 20s and I'm like, I should not be having acne or pimples. <laughs> yeah. And I just had a terrible breakout. And I remember standing there and feeling like super discontent, like, you know, are people not going to like me as much? What are my friends going to think? And I had to stop and remind myself, wow, like God mm. does not define me by my outward appearance. He doesn't say, if you don't have pimples today, I love you more, Bethany. He never mm. says that. He says that he knitted me together in my mother's womb and that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And if I focus on that and I embrace that, I can go out, even if I have pimples, even if I don't like the way that my hair is that day, I can go out and realize it doesn't matter if people like me or not, because if they're basing my worth off over like a few pimples, those aren't very good friends, you know, like those aren't people who are really seeing the true heart. And so those verses, Psalm 139, talking about him creating Mm -hmm. us and knitting us together, I think can be so comforting because there's so many different body types, shapes and sizes and no shapes. And God created us to look so uniquely different. Mm -hmm. And if we can really embrace Mm -hmm. that instead of trying to fit the cookie cutter mold, we can really have so much freedom as women to just walk out knowing it doesn't matter what other people think. They didn't create me. They don't get to define my worth. I am fearfully and wonderfully Mm -hmm, made. And I'm going to live as a child of God and walk in that. Okay. Kristen, what about you? When you look at Instagram, what it, what it, what helps you? <laughs> oh goodness, yeah, it can be so hard. And I would say so much along the same lines of what Bethany's saying that if we have this bigger focus, I know for me having an eternal perspective, mm-hmm. which is so hard when you're living in the temporal, right? You're living in the daily, you're seeing the Instagram, you're seeing the social media, yes. you're seeing your neighbors. And now that I'm married, I'm seeing different women's houses and wanting to even yes. compare that. Yes. But when I step back and say, okay, Lord, what is the purpose of my life? And I know that's a big question. But we really, as Christian women, we need to step back and say, what am I here for? What is my ultimate purpose? It's to make disciples. It's to love God. It's to share the gospel. 
to love other people. And if we can get that perspective, I know for me, more at the forefront of my mind than when I see those things on Instagram, that house that's prettier, when I see that marriage and they're, you know, they look cuter than me, they have more stylish clothes, whatever it is, I can remember, yeah. okay, Lord, that's not what I'm here for. I'm yes. just passing through. This earth is not my home. Would you help me to live for eternity for what really matters? And that just having that thought each day helps to center yeah. my own heart on what really matters. Wow. Perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what we needed to hear. I think for all of our viewers and listeners, that is exactly what we needed to hear. Inspiring and, again, a reframing and a refocus of what really matters, right? And yeah, I think exactly. that is so encouraging. Love Defined, Embracing God's Vision for Lasting Love and Satisfying Relationships by Kristen Clark and Bethany Baird. Where can we pick up your amazing book that every single person <laughs> needs to get? Yes, they can pick it up. They can just go straight to our website, girldefined.com. So that's the best place that will access you to all the different websites, all of the different resources, Amazon. Um, but if you just go to our website, girldefined.com, you can access it there. Or it's in a lot of bookstores. So yeah. check your local bookstore if there are any left. I know those are kind of <laughs> dwindling away. But yeah, go girldefined.com would be the best place. Good for you guys. So proud of you guys. Keep writing, keep speaking, keep sharing Jesus in this really important place of relationships and love. And so, so glad that we got to talk. And I'm now going to go home and hug and kiss my husband and, oh, and love yes. on him now. So thank you. Thanks so much for having us on. We loved it. And All right. Me too. Work. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. Hey, wait. I know the show has ended and all, but could you introduce me to some of your really good friends? Sharing this episode on social media really helps us reach more people, and this story can inspire others to get stronger in their faith.